Welcome to the Gen Xer Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Vargas. This is a podcast that discusses what's going on in the world through the eyes of a Gen Xer. Now remember, this podcast doesn't express the view for all Gen Xers, just this particular one. Thank you for joining us today. Hope all is well with you. Now, before we get into this week's episode, I want to thank all of our new listeners and hope you guys check out the blog, thegenxerpod.com, which is going through a, a little more in the way of some changes. Also, reach out to us and let us know what you think, whatever topics to cover, you know, or just even to say hi. Don't be me. You know, be constructive, but don't be me. Uh, basically, be cool, but don't be a dick. And you can hit us up on the social medias uh, at the Gen underscore Xer on Twitter and Instagram. If you're old school, you can email me at the mailbag at thegenxerpod.com. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get in with let's get on with the show. I've just received a call from Secretary Clinton. She congratulated us, it's about us, on our victory. And I congratulated her and her family on a very, very hard-fought campaign. I mean, she, she fought very hard. Hillary has worked very long and very hard over a long period of time, and we owe her a major debt of gratitude for her service to our country. I mean that very sincerely. Now it's time for America to bind the wounds of division. Have to get together. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to come together as one united people. After the election of Donald Trump, a good chunk of the country was shocked. I remember going into work the next day and everyone remained quiet. The 2016 presidential election part two is about to begin. Now, what many Republicans complain about when Democrats started looking in, looking for reasons why Trump won they're doing the same thing now in 2020. Now, many conspiracy theories started to run rampant on how he won. He cheated, all the racists voted, the Russians, social media. In the end, it was all and none of those things. Liberals and conservatives rushed to conspiracy theories when news didn't go their way. Democrats wasted too much time on proving he stole the election instead of waiting until he actually did something wrong. 
Fortunately for me, I wasn't blinded as to what really happened. All the conspiracy theories about Trump and from Trump just deflected the main issue. What was it that the people that voted went for Trump and not the GOP or Democrats? And let's be honest here. Trump is not the GOP. Many corporate GOPs and uh, Democrats believed he was a buffoon. However, once he started winning elections, they, they had no problem jumping to his side. In our conclusion, we will look at all the conspiracy theories that ran rampant about the election from 2016, debunk them and illustrate how people are looking for something new on both sides and how the end result got us Donald Trump. So here is this week's episode, 2016 Presidential Election, Part 2. Much like Donald Trump and the Republicans, not all, but a few, are relitigating the 2020 election, Democrats did the same thing in 2016. However, they chose not to demand Joe Biden to not certify the election, uh, vote claim voter fraud, or storm Congress chanting to hang Joe Biden. Back in 2012, after the defeat of Mitt Romney, the GOP tasked a report to find out what the fuck happened and how they could win in the future, post-Obama, if you will. Our message was weak. Our ground game was insufficient. We weren't inclusive. We were behind in both data and digital. Our primary and debate process needed, impro needed improvement. That's the RNC chairman Reince, Pre uh, Reince Priebus said of Mitt Romney and the GOP's 2012 lost. There's no one solution. There's a long list of them. The report, called the Growth and Opportunity Project, laid out an extensive plan the RNC believed would lead the party to victory with the extensive outreach to women, African Americans, Asians, Hispanics, and gay voters. Among the plans... Hiring paid outreach staffers across the country in a $10 million push that begins right away. Backing, quote, comprehensive immigration reform, end quote, abbreviating the presidential primary process with fewer debates, specifically saying that the party would like at least half the 20 there were during the 2012 cycle and moving the convention to June or July, as well as improving the data and digital effort. Priebus noted that the party's policies are fundamentally sound, but require a softer tone and broader outreach, including a strong push for African-American, Latino, Asian, women, and gay voters. We need to campaign among Hispanics, Blacks, Asian, and gay Americans and demonstrate we care about them too. We must recruit more candidates who come from minority communities, but it is not just tone that counts. Policy all always matters, which does seem to be working as there are far more Hispanic voters going red in recent years, as well as becoming GOP candidates. Sally Bradshaw, a Florida GOP strategist and one of the project's co-chairs, said that, that the par party has been, quote, continually marginalizing itself, and unless changes are made, it will be increasingly difficult for Republicans to win another presidential election in the near future, end quote. Now, after that report was released, Stephen Miller and Steve Bannon threw it out and thought the other way. Move more to the right, 
get those people a candidate they can vote for, someone that could come to their side, stop reaching for centrists, open the broader bombastic messenger to make the party rally behind them, show the guts that other politicians do not show show because of votes. Now, much like what happened in 1964, Barry Goldwater, a senator from Arizona, he was Trumpian of the time. He was selected by the voters for his push that marginalized voters were left out. The difference between Republicans and Democrats at the time was very minute. It's important to remember that the alt-right of their time is what became the standard of modern conservatism. If history bears out, this current situation isn't going to get any better. Bannon and Miller believed that they didn't need to get more moderates. They needed to go harder to the right. All the races came out to vote. That is what you heard liberal pundits spewing on news networks. One commentator on CNN said, I don't think all Trump voters were racist, but all racists voted for Trump. That one is more accurate. Why? Because none of what liberals said was true. If you listen to moderates or liberal media, they would have you believe that white racist person from every state came out of the woodwork. Vote for Trump, which isn't true because it isn't supported by facts. Voter turnout of t- for 2016 was the lowest since it has been since 1996. And that was the re-election of Bill Clinton. 55% of the voting people turned out to vote. That was nearly 5% lower than the 2012 election, which saw Obama get a second term. And even though turnout was low, many of the ballots were for Trump. Who's going to vote? Who's really going to come out this time? It's always hard to tell, but it's particularly hard to tell this year. And there are two broad theories. One is, this has been a wild campaign, very dispiriting to a lot of people. We've talked about uh, Donald Trump's alleged unwanted sexual advances, whether he paid taxes. We're talking about Hillary Clinton's emails. We're talking about everything other than how the government can help people and how to make life better for everyone. And a lot of people are going to say, to heck with all of this, I'm out of here, and they won't vote. And if turnout falls, that potentially, maybe, 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 could help Donald Trump. It could be that once you pull out the dispirited voters, you have a more energized Trump vote than Clinton vote. That's a theory. The second broad theory is, no, wait a minute. This has been an ugly, anger-filled campaign, and anger is very motivating. Uh, People who are angry come out to vote. There's anger on both sides. These are the two most disliked candidates in modern history. And that's going to drive people to the polls. People will come out to vote against Donald Trump and vote against Hillary Clinton. That's why our poll is important. In the turnout up or turnout down question, we're finding signs of turnout down, particularly among a few Democratic constituencies, rather than turnout up. Not all white racists came out to vote for Trump. Statistically, the number of white people who voted for Trump was about the same as that voted for Romney. If what liberals claimed was true, there should have been a huge increase in white voter turnout. But there wasn't. So what hurt Hillary? The black voter turnout declined for the first time in 20 years in a presidential election, falling to 59.6% in 2016, reaching rec- um, after reaching a record high of 66.6 four years earlier, which held 
to reports that Hillary wasn't galvanizing black voters like her husband or Obama did. The number of naturalized citizen voters reached 10.8 million in 2016, up from 9.3 in 2012. Black, Hispanic, and Asians and other racial or ethnic minorities accounted for 26.7% of voters in 2016, a share unchanged from 2012. Voter turnout among women remained steady, however, white women saw less than 3% increase, while Hispanic women remained unchanged and black women saw a drop. Conspiracy theories weren't only coming from the left in 2016. Donald Trump kept perpetuating them, even after he won. Now, many of them were narcissistic in nature. It wasn't good enough that he won the Electoral College. He needed to win everything in a landslide. So when he didn't win the popular vote, there had to be a vast voter fraud conspiracy. Eventually, it would lead, for, it would lead the way for how he lost in 2020. Except this time, he had Fox News, Newsmax, One American News, and that ass munch that did the 2000 Mules movie. He appointed a commission to look into voter fraud. However, he wasn't able to find the vast election fraud that he claimed. Quietly, he disbanded the committee, which is in the same vein that George W. Bush did in, 20, in 2000. After only winning the presidency due to the Supreme Court, the Republicans forced him to launch a commission because they claimed Democrats tried to steal it. Again, nothing was found. Trump set the stage for what he's doing now. Even tried to pull Bernie into his corner, but Bernie wasn't having any of it. Democrats even went as far as blaming social media companies for Trump's win. Going to be on going to be honest for a moment. This will come as a shock to many of you, but all businesses vote Republican, hope Republicans win elections. They are favorable to businesses and they don't have to worry about that extra benefit bullshit. However, they're, they always donate to both sides. Why? Because their donations give businesses special access that everyone else doesn't get. Remember, according to the Supreme Court, businesses are people too. Social media was not a culprit. It was a byproduct of our entire generation now. Many of the people spreading false information about Clinton and the Democrats on social media were the older generation. Many of the, that generation believed that it wouldn't be online if it wasn't true. I mean, because back in the day, there was much more responsibility in reporting than there is now. People on social media take their news from unconfirmed sources and pretend they're gospel, targeting ads to people who were never taught how to discern real stories from fake ones. And I had the ability to learn this by being involved in technology from a long, young age. As much as people try to understand it, having people trying to explain it is frustrating, particularly when you're discussing it to an older subsection of the population. They just want their devices to work and they don't care how it shows up on their screen. The problem with the social media angle is that if it influenced anyone, it was a small few. Most of the people sharing it were never going to vote for Hillary. Truth is, many of them weren't going to vote for any Democrat. Conspiracy theories were running rampant during Obama's entire eight-year run. The birther issue to his religion to wearing a fucking tan suit. Although, it was nice to know that the Democrats finally noticed social media. Now, if they just can figure out how to use it, even with even the reopening of Hillary's emails a week before the election had no impact. People already knew who they were or weren't going to vote for. 
Just 11 days before the election, the announcement creating shockwaves. The FBI reopening the investigation into Hillary Clinton's email use. Director James Comey explaining in a letter to Congress, in connection with an unrelated case, the FBI has learned of the existence of emails that appear to be pertinent to the investigation. This just months after the initial investigation into the former Secretary of State's use of a private email account and server was closed. I see evidence of great carelessness, but I do not see evidence that is sufficient to establish that Secretary Clinton or those with whom she was corresponding both talked about classified information on email and knew when they did it, they were doing something that was against the law. No comment yet from Clinton on the trail today in Iowa. Her running mate Tim Kaine only more. with this yeah. to say. Hey, no comment on that Tim. FBI uh, reopening the Just investigation. Just got to read a little more. Got to read a little more. While Trump on stage in New Hampshire wasted no time applauding the announcement. I have great respect for the fact that the FBI and the Department of Justice are now willing to have the courage to right the horrible mistake that they made. And a source tells ABC News this FBI probe was sparked by an unrelated criminal investigation into someone Clinton was in contact with while she was Secretary of State, stressing the emails that are being looked into were not sent by Clinton and saying this review likely will not be completed before Election Day. My late brother was a Trump supporter in the beginning. Once he retired and saw what he was trying to do, he became disillusioned, much like liberal voters were with Obama. However, when Congress held hearings on the issue, that was a shit show. Well, how do you sustain a business model in which users don't pay for your service? Senator, we run ads. I see. Is this guy outfoxing the foxes or is he going along with what is a major trend in an information age to try to harvest information? for political forces. There are days when I wonder if the Facebook friends is a little misstated. That doesn't seem like I have those every single day. So how many data categories do you store? Does Facebook store? Senator, can you clarify what you mean? How many do you, does Facebook store out of that? Do you store any? Senator, I'm not actually sure what that is referring to. Now, my son, Charlie, who's 13, is dedicated to Instagram, so he'd want to be sure I mentioned him while I was here with uh, uh, with you. If I'm emailing, emailing within WhatsApp, does that ever inform your advertisers? No, we don't see any of the content in WhatsApp. It's fully encrypted. Let's say I'm emailing about Black Panther uh, within WhatsApp. Do I get a, WhatsApp, do I get a Black Panther uh, banner ad? Senator, we don't, Facebook systems do not see the content of messages being transferred over WhatsApp. Yeah, I know, but that's, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking about whether these systems talk to each other without a human being touching it. To me, it seemed like a parody. You had tech executives explaining algorithms to people that are the same age as the people spreading the misinformation. In reality... It was a continuation of disbelief that Democrats ran the wrong person in 2016 instead of accepting it and moving on. It had to be a conspiracy. The media took that approach. Twice in two decades, they, the media got it wrong, calling Al Gore in, 20, in 2000 to the coronation of Hillary in 2016. 
The biggest issue that came out of 2016 is Hillary ran against Trump. She had a record and a media presence for nearly 30 years at that point. So many people disliked her. So they chose not to vote. Or worse, they voted for Trump. And the other side of this coin was Bernie Sanders. Democrats banished progressives. And they still do. The Democratic Party has become so corporate, progressives pose a danger to their corporate PACs that give corporation money. Bernie wanted to change the status quo, allow people to live and not live to work. Hard work to benefit the, C- the corporate CEOs, not the ones doing the work. With the help of Hillary, Pelosi, and Wasserman Schultz, they pushed Bernie out, ignoring his devote- devotees, and many of them stayed home. Some even voted for Trump, despite the way the Democrats treated them and their issues. Why? One of the chief complaints about all members of Congress, boomers are making decisions still. Using an old thought process that isn't supported by anyone today, except big business. They love it because it always allows them to do what they want, make as much money as they want, and not share those spoils with the government like everybody else does. Even a few percent of taxes from the Amazon, Walmart, and Netflixes of the country, they could fund those idealistic dreams of progressives. Comprehensive medical care, financial assistance for those struggling, improving infrastructure. Democrats don't want to do that because someone might call them socialists or worst, communists. They can't swing the pendulum too far because then they would have to explain it to the people and they can't come up with a cohesive statement among them Basically, the old people believe they knew better, so the kids should just shut down and shut the fuck up. Many voters took offense to that, so they opted to stay home or vote for someone else. Even now, Democrats didn't seem to learn anything from 2016 or even 2020. In the end, there was no grand conspiracy in the 2016 election, or even in the 2020 election. The only thing was both sides had a hard time losing. Our candidates were perfect. How could they have lost? The, dem- the voters didn't like them. Take that away and you realize you made a mistake. This is why voting in primaries is important and it isn't spoken about enough. If you like a candidate, make sure they make it to the fall election and vote. Bernie would have done better if a lot of people voted for him in the primaries against Hillary. Things might have turned out differently in 2016. The major problem is that even corporate Democrats would have fought his agenda and Republicans would have elected, would have been elected in 2020, maybe even Trump. So how did the polls lead us astray, including our CBS News poll, which is considered to be one of the best in the industry? Here, CBS is Scott Pelley after the 2016 election, calling upon polling expert Anthony Salvanto for clarity. The states that Donald Trump flipped that surprised everybody, places like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, maybe Michigan, those didn't have as much late polling. Many have said the 2016 polls failed, but not for the national numbers. People, understandably, I think, came away from the 2016 election with the reaction that, you know, it was a big polling failure, you know, and frankly, it was in terms of the state level polls. Um, There were big problems there. This Pew Research poll looks at registered voters in 2016 versus 2020, selecting their likely choices, with Trump falling behind his Democratic rivals both times. There was a real late swing in Donald Trump's favor 
among undecided, late deciding voters. There was actually a technical problem with most of the polls last time, um, wherein they were not representative in terms of the state they were polling when it came to voter education. Low voter turnout was also a big issue last election. Where there wasn't actually good coverage from polls to capture that due to the letter from James Comey and some other things. And so in many ways, 2016 was kind of a perfect storm. Researchers say in 2016, many attitudes suddenly shifted. Donald Trump had a 10 or 20 percent chance, according to various models in 2016, of winning. And in a lot of people's minds, right, they kind of rounded it down to zero. If any lesson for people to take from 2016, people have power. The biggest difference between Republicans and Democrats is Republicans vote. They always vote. Democrats don't because they can't be bothered. No one reaches out to them. With Democrats, no one needs an opposition party. They can do it all on their own. We are in a situation not because of Trump. He is the cause and not the symptom. Democrats failed their base. Voters reminded them that they have the power. Republicans aren't taking the risk. They are making sure that they can win even if Democrats vote. That is the people's fault. Midterms are important. Primaries are important. State and local elections are important. We, the people, meant for something. 2016 taught us anything. It's to remind people we have the power. Exercise it, or another party will choose to do it for you. Thanks for tuning in. This show is ad-free, and I'd like to keep it that way. And I can only do that with your support. If you would like to donate to make this podcast and my blog self-sustaining, you can go to thegenxerpod.com and click on that donate button. And if you can't help us out monetarily, you can share it and rate the show on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, or Stitcher, basically wherever you can. This will give us bigger exposure, all of this helps. Your reviews allow more people to find the show. And you can also check out all the previous season's episodes. And if you would like to read my personal musings on my blog, feel free to. Just go to thegenxerpod.com. You can also stalk me on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at thegen underscore xer or email the show at themailbag at thegenxerpod.com. So that is it for me this week. So until next time. I'm Stephen Vargas, and between the battle of the boomers and millennials, there are the Gen Xers.